0: To most people, the night brings darkness. It means fear, risk, and vulnerability. Over 70% of crimes are committed in dark areas during dark hours, and these nighttime crimes have a 30% higher chance to involve a weapon. In the dark of
1: night, who is there to hear your scream? Who is there to save you?
0: To me, the night is my friend. It is my ally. It is my world. I'm Johnny Tiger, blind, deaf, self-defense instructor with over twenty-five years of martial art experience. Follow me and stop being a prey. Stop being a prey. Welcome back to the Johnny Tiger Experience, Episode Eleven. Today's quote, Success without happiness is the worst kind of failure. I am Johnny Tiger, and this is my universe. article appeared in the edition of Richmond News Paper on September 13, 2013. And as far as I know, it is still framed on the wall of a certain grocery store's office.
2: To the editor, too often we read about and witness death accidents and crimes on the news, and we forget that the world is still a beautiful place, if we would only give it a chance. Indeed, it seems that the good things, the human kindness, are often overlooked by many. Heartwarming acts, are buried by the more attention-grabbing tragedies. I am a firm believer, in doing good, by those who have done good, by me. Thus, I am here to share my story. My name is Johnny Tai, 31. I'm totally blind in both eyes and completely deaf in one ear. Currently, I live on my own in Richmond, and have been for nearly 13 years. Being a person with multiple disabilities, and living independently, I have been exposed to many challenges, one of which has always been shopping. Allow me, to provide context for an able-bodied person, if you need to buy 10 kilogram bag of rice you simply hop into your car, drive to the nearest store, grab the rice, pay at the counter, and drive home. The whole process takes about five minutes. I, however, have to find where the nearest store is, figure out how to get in and out of the store, wait for bus. Assuming the store is not within walking distance, or if there is a street I cannot safely get across. Get from the bus station to the store, somehow find the rice, with or without help, get to the counter, pay for the rice, requiring help to work the card machine for credit or ATM card, carry the bag of rice back to the bus station, wait for the bus, and finally get on the bus. To get home. What would normally take you 5 minutes, can take me 2-3 to three hours to accomplish, not even counting the hours spent towards learning bus routes. On top of that, some of the stores around where I lived either didn't have helpful customer service, or hired people who did not speak English. Thus, I was forced to rely on grocery delivery services such as Spub.ca, which solved my problem at the time, but meant extra delivery charges. Being a person who loves to eat, I have become quite good at cooking for myself, thus my shopping list is more complicated than Cheerios and Kraft dinners. In addition, being low income, I need to know what's on sale, how much things cost, and all the other details. Needless to say, my life during those first few years alone was a struggle, as far as grocery shopping went. Finally, I learned my way to the nearest Save on Foods store, on Stayveston Highway, in the Ironwood neighborhood, and I must now tell you, it has changed my life for the better. The customer service here has been top notch from the get go. All I have to do is walk into the store, go up to the customer service desk, and within three minutes, a staff member will be standing there with a shopping cart, ready to assist me in my hunt for food. The staff is friendly and extremely helpful. They not only help me retrieve things, they tell me of current deals and specials, what's cheap and what's not, and even provide the occasional helpful suggestion and recipe tips. At times, when other staff members are on break, the manager himself comes out with a shopping cart to personally assist me. Even when checking out, The staff tried to pack my groceries in such a way, that they'd be easier to carry on my trip home. In a world of capitalistic rush and chaotic bustles, I find the store's attitude and caring extremely touching. You, who may have never required this level of help from any store, may be wondering why I find this worthy of a news story. But to me, the store at Ironwood and its staff have made my life much easier, much happier, and for that, I want to let everyone know that they are there. Too often, we hear only of the bad things, the sad things. For this once, I want to share some goodness, some joy, with you, dear readers.
0: So by now, most of you have heard me mention the name of Night Strike uh, several times, probably more than any of us can count, but I think a lot of people are still very confused, including a lot of my closest friends, a lot of my students uh, are very confused as to exactly what is this thing that I called Night Strike. Is it a program? Is it uh, some new age kind of Batman, daredevil, martial art no one ever heard of? Uh, What is it? And and what is my uh, objective? What is the directive of Night Strike? So in this episode I want to take this chance and uh, sort of explain exactly what Night Strike is Uh, its inception and what we are hoping to, what I am hoping to uh, do with it uh, in the future. The idea first came to me, uh, I guess about four years ago. Uh, I mean the idea has always been there, uh, but it just germinated and got pushed to the side by other projects, but eventually I decided that it is time uh, for me to think about teaching a lot of the martial art I know uh, to other blind people uh, not for money uh, not as a career my career as a martial art instructor mostly evolve or revolve around teaching well anybody sighted uh, Disabled anybody, but I wanted to make a pet project to teach blind people on a more uh, a volunteer, uh, a volunteer kind of uh, uh, capacity. Uh, because at the same time that I recognize that it is a niche program in the blind community. Uh, you know it's a niche program when every time I mention uh, blind people and martial art in the same sentence to a, a, a potential donor or potential sponsor, they you can sense right away there's no interest in that because most uh, most companies and organizations just think blind people and martial art just simply don't, don't go together. That I am the exception that uh, there's no way for me to be able to teach it to other people, that other blind people are probably not as crazy as I am to want to go through the, the, the hardship of learning martial arts. But as a lot of us in the blind community know that they are wrong, that I am not the first blind martial artist. I will not be the last. I am not even the best blind martial artist. I don't know who the best is, but all I can say is, uh, I am one of the f- a few uh, very good ones. Uh, and I say this with as much humbleness as I can muster, not because, okay, it's, I'm one of the best, uh, one of the really good, one of the best, not because that I truly deserve this title but because there's so few of us okay when there's only a handful of you it's not difficult to be one of the best (laughs) um so i got the feeling that there's no reason why there can't be more of us that i i don't have more arms than other people i don't have more legs i don't have bigger muscles i don't have Something that other blind people don't have. I'm just a I'm just a regular guy, uh, same with anybody else. So if I can do it, other blind people can do it. If I can uh, be healthy and be fit and be strong and be fast, other blind people can do it. And if they clock in the time, a lot of them probably can do it ten times better, twenty times better than I can. And I wanted to put this to the test, so I started going to um, organizations for the blind, such as the Canadian Institutes for the Blind, and the Blind Beginnings, and the BC Blind Sports, and Canadian Federation for the Blind, etc., etc., and uh, started trying to market or or, uh, to uh, suggest this program. There's no name for it at that time. I basically just said, I think blind people can and should and uh, learn martial arts and self-defense and I am willing to teach free of charge can you guys host it and it never took off it never took off Like a lot of the organizations maybe ran one workshop, two workshops and didn't really help organize anything And uh, because again uh, I think even these organizations for the blind had the idea that it's too niche of an uh, area that they, it's not worth their time. Um, so eventually I came to the uh, realization that I have to take the ball by the horn and do this myself. Because if I have to rely on other organizations to get this done, then I may, I may die of old age before this is done. So me and uh, some of my earlier students uh, my first disciple, Clement, and some of my uh, supporters and friends got together and said, okay, what do we need to do this? Uh, we need location. We need uh, transportation for people. And that was the beginning of the program. Even then, it didn't have a name. We just called it the uh, Johnny's Weekend Workshop or Johnny's Weekend Warrior Uh, Self defense workshop. Some of us just call it the Johnny's uh, Blindy workshop. (laughs) At the same time, uh, I started shooting my documentary, and it was always uh, uh, kind of in the work that uh, there's going to be a side project to a documentary, uh, a series of self defense videos, self defense. Uh, accessible to the blind uh, so they can not just for the blind people to watch and learn because we all know learning self defense on videos is kind of hokey but to get it out there so even sighted people can see that this can be done so this will make uh, it easier for other blind people to find a dojo to find a studio to find a trainer to practice with Uh, without having to go through tons and tons of rejection like myself. Uh, In the next episode, I will be having a sit-down interview with my first disciple, Clement, and uh, you you guys will hear firsthand of uh, what blind people have to go through to find a trainer. Um, So from that point on, it soon became clear that if we need to take this seriously if we need other people to take us seriously we need a name we we can't just keep calling this the Blindy workshop or the uh the martial arts workshop for the blind we needed a brand we needed a logo at the same time i don't want to start another uh blind doll or cane doll or 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 or, kill you with one touch toe or whatever new age martial art thing. Uh, I think there's already enough martial arts in the world. Uh, I don't need to start something new. I can take what I know and uh, teach a bit of karate, a bit of taekwondo, a bit of krav maga, and, and uh, through that, uh, introduce blind people to the world of martial art, uh, to a brand new world, to open more doors. So we decided, I decided, on night strike. Uh, strike because I've always been a striker. Uh, that is what set me apart from a lot of blind martial artists. Um, night, oh, obvious reason because uh, a lot of people say uh, blind people would obviously have the advantage if we fight at night. Well, it's a good, bit of a misconception, but I thought night strike had a very nice ring to it. Cooking 101 where happy cooking leads to happier meals. Hello everyone, welcome to another Cooking 101. Today we are going to talk about one alternative way to use a cucumber. And no, this is not an SFK, so get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) Um, Some of you might have tried this, some of you might have heard of it, and some of you might have heard of it and thought it sounded disgusting. And yes, I'll agree, it does sound disgusting. It did sound disgusting the first time I heard of it too, but try it. I I, I would definitely encourage you to try this because it tastes great. Well, assuming you like your veggies. cucumbers are fantastic in stir-fry. Uh, the key is you do not want to fry it for too long because it will go a little bit spongy uh, kind of like a carrot Uh, what you want is uh, a slice slice off the cucumber so we take a cucumber and now assuming you're using the English cucumber take off the wrapping and rinse off the vegetable and after that put it down on the cutting block cut it from the middle uh, right in the center, cut in half. And then you stand, you put one half to the side and take one, put it on the flat side, so the side that your knife just uh, created, the flat surface that your knife just created, stand it up on that side. And now we'll just slice it from top to bottom. Uh, depends on how thick the cucumber is but you can usually sli- slice it into uh, six to eight sections put that away in a plate and I take the other half do the same put it away in a in plate uh, now, uh, I don't know what other things you want to put in your stir-fry. I am not giving you a recipe in this particular situation. But what you can do here is uh, squeeze a tiny dash of lemon juice over the cucumber and sprinkle it with a little bit of sea salt. Not too much, Manju. A little bit. Uh, all you can do without the salt if you are not... Uh, uh, if you don't eat a lot of salt. In my case, I do without salt because I just don't... Uh, I, I don't eat very salty stuff so uh, lemon juice and salt would be uh, optional so you do your the base of your stir-fry, uh, garlic, ginger whatever, uh, noodles, uh, other vegetables like maybe asparagus or uh, bell pepper is a good mix uh, so when just about a minute uh, before your stir-fry is done, what you want to do here is turn your uh, stove to the highest temperature, and pour a quarter cup of water into your stir-fry. And when that starts to boil, toss in the cucumber and start giving it a quick stir. And then all you have to do is turn off the fire, but leave the pot or a frying pan sitting on the element. Uh, leave it there, make sure the cucumbers are covered. Uh, leave it there for uh, one to two minutes and then you can serve your stir fry. And it, the cucumber will still be crispy and it will give your stir fry that refreshing summer feel to it. When the one you love is not around to take care of you, what do you do? You do it yourself, that's what. Welcome to
1: DIY
0: 10 War. I don't handle boredom very well. Or in another sense, you can say I almost never get bored, because I never really sit still long enough to get bored. But if... Just in case, maybe once in the blue moon, once in a million chances that I find myself really really without anything to do, then we are in trouble, because those are times when I am going to bust out the tools and start looking around for things to take apart, put together, modify or destroy, and the result can be either amazing or catastrophic. Uh, This is why I have some of these DIY 101 segments. These are projects that I started, finished, invented, failed uh, during those rare moments where I really didn't have anything better to do. And I want to start sharing some of them with you. Now this segment I'm sharing today was recorded um, a while ago right before one of our Night Strike uh, workshop. So lately I've been trying to organize my next self-defense seminar for the blind, uh, which will be this Saturday. It's going to be uh, run from my resident because we were having problem renting a studio this time due to timing issues. Uh, As a result of that, we were finding a lack of equipment because I, I have I usually teach uh, one or two students from my home, uh, private teaching uh, when I have to do that. So I only have enough equipment for one or two people, but uh, with a seminar, we didn't have enough strike pad. And so I started looking around on the internet and I realized, wow, these things are ridiculously expensive. A, a, a strike pad it usually costs somewhere around $80 to $300, it's ridiculous. So. I was thinking, you know, because I am not making any money off of the attendance of the seminar, so it doesn't make sense for me to go and blow three hundred dollars just to buy one single strike pad, you know and if we need it for like ten people it's going to be I would at least need five, which would get ridiculous really quickly. So I started thinking, okay, what is a strike pad really? A strike pad is a very, very firm pillow covered in either leather or vinyl. And I remembered that in the ancient Chinese days, when people didn't have punching bags, they used to buy huge sacks of rice and hang them from the crossbeam of their house and use those as punching bags. So I thought, hmm, why not go retro? It's not really hard to make a strike pad. So I went out and bought a 15 kg sack of rice, empty the rice into my storage bin and kept the burlap sack and then I stuffed it full with a couple of pillows and bath towels and uh, you can also use bubble wrap or those popcorn packing material and put those in the plastic bag and stuff it inside uh, a burlap sack and then you seal it up and voila! We got a homemade strike pad that is durable and pretty cheap and exactly the same dimension. And I'm going to give you a bit of a demonstration just because a lot of people, when they, they're going, their chief argument against making your own is they say, well, you know, homemade ones don't sound as good when you hit them. Well, this thing sounds pretty, pretty awesome when, when, when you hit it. Let's try a, try hammer fist. Let's try knee strike.
1: I want to try something more advanced
0: like a roundhouse is. I'm hitting this like almost full force, like, as hard as I can go. And as, uh, it's not breaking, it's holding its shape, it's taking the abuse pretty well. But uh, just for argument's sake, let's say I want to really lay into it. Let's say I want to really test to see if this can be damaged. Uh, I'm going to grab my screamer stick and use the screamer stick on this. Fell fell off its perch, but it's still holding together. It's still in one piece and it's still holding its shape. So there you go, homemade strike pad. And I just saved myself three hundred dollars, which made me really happy. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, I am Johnny Tiger your host. When I was growing up, I went to many different dojos, learned many different martial arts under many different senseis, and most of them sounded like this. But only at Richmond Martial Arts would I walk into this.
1: Hey? <laughs> Just in case I give you a fright.
0: There
1: you go. Thanks. Oh, <sighs> Mister Ty, how are you? I'm um, all right. How are you?
2: Hi, Johnny.
1: Hey.
0: Hey, Johnny. How are you?
1: Jose. Hey, how are you?
0: Good.
2: Lots of people (laughs) there.
1: How's
2: it going, Johnny? How are you, Johnny? Yeah, right.
0: Any dojo can take your money and agree to train you. But not many of them will treat you like family.
2: Want to realize your dreams? Want to train in a friendly, professional and encouraging environment? Contact Richmond Martial Arts today at 604 Again, that life-changing number is 604-24-17624. Visit us at http colon slash slash www.r-i-c-h-m-o-n-d k-i-c-k-s dot com slash that's h-t-t-p colon slash slash www.richmondkicks.com slash mention the johnny tiger experience podcast for your free trial class
0: it is time now for our weekly customary action figure review this week's review may contain spoilers um, because we are reviewing a figure from Funko's legacy Game of Thrones line. So we're going to talk about the character. So if you have not seen the, the TV series or read the books, and uh, I can't quite imagine if you haven't, but anyway, if you don't want spoilers, then be warned.
3: I'm going to go to the magistrate. The magistrate is a tragedy. The tragedy is a tragedy. The tragedy is a tragedy. The tragedy is
1: Az ne sacanadis. Man as a rosy. Maciani at your room. A čoná for she ki
3: until the rivers run dry and the mountains blow in the wind lightly.
1: Aren't you, Graves? Armored unmounted.
3: Enough to make a difference? It's hard to collect wages from a corpse. Sure the sellswords prefer to fight for the winning side?
1: I imagine you're right.
3: I'd like to talk to the Titans bastard about winning.
2: He may not agree to meet.
3: He will. man who fights for gold can't afford to lose to a girl. Is it true what Master has told me about the Unsullied, about their obedience? All questions have been taken from them. They obey, that is all. Once they are yours, they are yours. They will fall on their swords if you command it. And what about you? You know that I'm taking you to war. You may go hungry. You may fall sick. You may be killed. Valar Morghulis. Yes. All men must die. We are not to men. Khaleesi. He was no dragon. Fire cannot kill a dragon.
0: Indeed. Her brother might not have been THE dragon, but Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen is definitely the mother of dragons. And this is the person, the character, the action figure we are reviewing tonight. It's a 6-inch action figure of Daenerys from Funko's Legacy Game of Thrones Series 1. The action figure comes with one of her baby dragons. Rogan, the Black Dragon, uh, usually retails around $20, but if you're lucky enough, you can get it uh, cheaper if you can find a discount, and uh, unless you are a hardcore Game of Thrones fan, I would say wait until she go on discount, uh, and I'll talk about that in, in, a, in a little while. It's not that she's a bad action figure, but for $20, you're not getting your money really worth it. Um, The character of Daenerys, played by Emilia Clarke and whose likeness is quite well depicted on this action figure. This action figure takes uh, the time when she is roughing it in her Dothraki uh, outfit, so sensible brown leather pants, uh, functional riding boots and split suede skirts and a rough woven top that kind of leaves, look like it leaves her back exposed um, The I think the character herself is well known enough that I don't really have to go too much into it but you know uh, if, if I must let's say uh, she was the offspring of House Targaryen and was uh, I guess we can say she's kind of a banished or exiled royalty uh, from a very young age she's been abused and u- mistreated and used by her brother who I- in the end sold her to the Dasraki warlord Caldrago uh to trade for an army uh, and a, qu- a crown which he got Uh, but not in the way he thought he was going to. Uh, Spoiler spoiler alert! Uh, We're going to play that scene at the end of the review. Um, Daenerys, despite her very humble, uh, very, uh, uh, I guess, uh, objectified, upbringing, eventually became one of the most powerful and Political and influential character in the whole Game of Thrones series. Uh, You can say she's a warrior queen, warrior queen, and she 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 has a great army behind her and uh, a lot of loyal subject, and uh, she she commands dragons. I mean, we we got like someone who commands dragons. That that's really cool. No other characters command dragons, so that. Uh, for myself, when I was reading Game of Thrones uh, books, to tell the truth, until Daenerys came into the storyline, until the dragons actually came into the storyline, I wasn't sure if I was reading uh, a medieval uh, uh, f- fiction or non-fiction or what I was reading. I wasn't really sure, like, what What the heck is... Because Game of Thrones in the beginning is a little bit dry, a little bit, it reads a little bit like a history book. There's nothing mystical. Uh, It's all knights and lords and politics and spies and backstabbing and incest and all that stuff. Like, all that stuff is really cool, but it's not until Daenerys and her dragons were introduced that I realized hey, it's a proper fantasy novel. Finally, we're getting some fantasy elements. That's cool. Uh, So, yeah, she, she was, for me, definitely aware uh, the, the, the one character that turned the book around. Uh, that said, uh, Daenerys has never been one of my favorite uh, character. I know a lot of people like her, a lot of people think, uh, especially Emilia Clarke's portrayal is really, really hot, really, really sexy. Uh, and i definitely not going to dispute that, but for myself, uh, she's she, she's shown to just be a very manipulative, uh, political kind of woman. Uh, a woman who let men and others die for her. And, you know, uh, for most part, you, you don't see her out there doing anything uh, impressive on her own, other than her ability to command dragons. Um, I, I, I sympathize with her hard upbringing and the whole thing, but uh, anyway, we are not going to go into my, uh, my, my personal view on the character too much, because this is not a review of the character, but the action figure itself. Like I said, the action figure is made by Funko. Uh, she stands, now even though she is a 6-inch scale action figure, uh, Daenerys is a very small woman. So the action figure actually just uh, stands 5.1 inches tall and it's very, very slight. Uh, One great thing about the, for those collectors who care about packaging, uh, the packages of Game of Thrones action figures are really, really well designed with a family crest and related logos and symbols of every character on their uh, individual boxes. So that's definitely really cool. Uh, for me, who uh, I'm strictly taking out of the box and throwing the box away, to because in, since I can't see, leaving them in the box it really doesn't do anything for me. Um, the beautiful design, unfortunately, for uh, just kind of passed me by. Um, the figure is so small that she barely takes up a quarter of her container. Um, like I said, she is depicted here in her death rocky riding clothes, uh, which is in all brown. Her hair is yellow, her eyes are green, and the face is, likeness to Emilia Clark is very, very good. Uh, her hair is kind of in three sections. The are two uh, locks that drape over. Each shoulder, and then that th- long ornate braid in the back that go all the way down to her waist. Um, she is she's small, but she looks compact. She she looks she's not like a Barbie fin. Uh She has you know on her bare arm and her uh, the bare part of her back. You can see really really toned mu- muscle definition. Uh, this, Despite what I said about the character, the character never really go out there and do anything physical for herself, it seems, but uh, the, the uh, action figure, uh, and I would assume the character looks like this too, definitely looks like a, a woman who can be, if not strong, uh, fit and athletic. Uh, this, this is a woman who can ride horses all day long. By, by the look of her. Uh... She... Um, and I can't believe I'm going to talk about this part, but anyway, no. Just in case other blind collectors want to know, uh, her body is very realistic, kind of... Uh, it, she's not busty or curvy like your uh, uh, comic book heroines. She has more normal proportions with barely a hint of breast uh, under her uh, brown uh, death rocky uh, shirt. Uh, That's uh, I guess a bit of a okay hip to waist ratio but again it's she look like she's just a normal uh, uh, fit looking smallish woman. Uh, Let's put it this way. She's a small fit looking woman uh, without any real generous assets, uh, at least portrayed by this action figure. She is articulated at the neck, uh, shoulders, elbows, biceps, wrist, mid torso or waist, uh, hips, uh, knees, and ankles. I believe there's a side joint, but I can't get them to move, and uh, this comes to... that's one thing I need to warn everyone about this, uh, the, actually, uh, Series 1, Series 2, Game of Thrones action figures in general, which is they, the joints are made up Clear plastic, which and it's just I've seen so many reviews about these joint breaking. So be really, really, really careful. I've already broken one figure, uh, the uh, figure of Ned Stark. As soon as I took him out of the package, uh, the arm broke off, and I had to do some home surgery to get it back on. So. Uh, be be extra careful with these action figures. If you don't have to, don't move the joints. They they really do break very easily. Uh, so uh, that's for articulation. Uh, her hair, her skirt are soft goods. Uh, the rest is all hard plastic. Uh, well, her baby dragon dragon is kind of a rubbery plastic too. And we're talking about Drogan. Jorgen. Jorgen has reddish wings, and he's, like I said, he's her uh, black dragon. Um, personally, fr- I- I'm sure he looks fine, but from a blind collector point of view, from a tactile point of view, he feels like a bat. He He's not very big. He- he- well, I-, I mean, I get he's a baby dragon, but like, seriously, if I didn't know who this was supposed to be, if I didn't know that this was supposed to be a baby dragon, I would uh, that this is some kind of weird-looking bat. Uh, uh, because that's about the size of him. and uh, it- It's not what I imagined a, dra- a baby dragon would look like. Uh, there's a tiny, tiny hole on Daenerys' uh, right shoulder, and a peg on Drogon's foot. So you can plug Drogan onto her shoulder and he can perch there uh, but Because of the angle he kind of look lopsided when you do that. So instead of that what I do is I have her clutch him in her uh, Hand so it looked like she's like look she can pull off kind of a falconer pose like she's just uh, letting him land on her outstretched hand or something like that, Uh, look a lot better this way. So why do I say that uh, this is not a worthwhile action figure for $20 if you are not a Game of Thrones fan? Well because this is a very generic though beautiful looking very tiny female uh, that have very limited application and a very big chance of breaking uh, you can't really play with her. Kids can't really play with her because she's going to break. The the, the joints are just not very well made, uh, and her dragon's very small. Uh, so her and her dragon together probably don't make up for uh, that amount of uh, cost in plastic. Uh, no, so I my biggest gripe is the size of her. I mean, I understand she's a small woman, but when she's this small then the least they can do is throw in all three baby dragon. That would have made it much, much uh, easier to stomach the cost. But as it is, you're getting only one tiny bat-sized dragon uh, and and a very small woman with no additional accessory. which I, I just can't see a lot of display options for her uh, unless you just need a generic looking uh, medieval uh, female character in some uh, uh, riding clothes, holding a baby dragon on your shelf. Um, it, it, the, the, the display uh, possibility is just not really there, and tactile-wise, she really doesn't offer up all that much. Uh, It's a nice design, but very very simple. Uh, So luckily, I am a fan of Game of Thrones, and I love medieval and fantasy figures, so uh, having a generic looking beautiful woman holding a baby dragon on my shelf, uh... it's not out of the question so before you get her know that it's not a lot of it's not a lot of plastic you're going to get it's it's a very small action figure and a very small dragon and it it has some breakage issues uh, that you can be uh... uh, running into Uh, but if you can uh... take all that into consideration or if you are just a fan of game of then by all means Daenerys, one of the main characters, you have to have her. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this week's action figure review, and we are going to cap off the review with a, one of a more memorable scene of Daenerys, and when her brother was brutally, spoiler alert, murdered.
2: Keep away from me! Viserys, please. There she is. Put the sword down. They'll kill us all. They can't kill us. They can't shed blood in their sacred city. But I can. I want what I came for. I want the crown he promised me. He bought you, but he never paid for you. Tell him I want what was bargained for or I'm taking you back. He can keep the baby. I'll cut it out and leave it for him. Anash Lakman Rikmizala.
1: Another Jacman Rikino Shora. Mama Quevea Fin Moriatihimai. What's he saying?
3: He says yes. You shall have a golden crown that men shall tremble to behold.
2: Was all i wanted what, what was promised <laughs> I'm a dragon. I won my crown. Ah.
1: (laughs) Look away, Calise.
3: No,
0: Danny. Danny, tell them.
3: Make them! Make them!
2: No, you can't! Just Daddy. please!
1: A crown for a king.
3: He was no dragon. Fire cannot kill a dragon.
0: An old woman was sitting on her porch one sunny afternoon when a fairy godmother suddenly appeared in a puff of smoke before her. And the fairy godmother said, Because you have been a good woman for your entire life, I want to grant you three wishes. And the old woman, thinking very quickly, said, Well,
1: I would like
0: to be rich. And just like that, after a puff of smoke, her uh, chair was solid gold and her house was now a mansion. Wow, said the old woman, how, how about make me young and beautiful like a princess? With a puff of smoke, She was now young and vibrant, a very beautiful princess at the prime of her life. Wow, that is wonderful, said the now beautiful woman. And then, just as she was uh, contemplating her third wish, her feeble old faithful dog uttered a weak woof, and she said, I love my dog. He is my Facebook companion. I love him more than I love anyone else in the world, so can you turn my dog into a handsome young prince? And just like that, a puff of smoke and the dog was gone. Stood beside her was a tall, powerful looking, handsome young prince. The young prince approached the beautiful princess, leaned down his full lips brushed by her ear, and he whispered, I just bet you are so bloody sorry that you had me neutered, you bitch. (laughs) Yeah, I guess she probably is feeling rather sorry at this moment. (laughs) Anyway, this brings us to the end of episode 11. And, uh, as usual, before we end, I want to give a shout-out. And this time, I'm giving a shout-out to my own people. If you are looking for a very easy-going and uh, totally-free online text adventure game uh, uh, multi-user dungeon, aka Mud Style, uh, to play, move, direct your client to go to cyberassault.org. That's C-Y-B-E-R-A-S-S-A-U-L-T dot org. And port 11111, there's five ones all together. Again, that address is cyberassault.org, port 11111. If you're looking for an online multi-user dungeon RPG text adventure, it is a very very fun game with a lot of pop culture references such as Terminators, uh, Space Ghosts, and uh, Aliens, and Predators, and uh, almost all the fun geeky stuff. And there's uh, in sci-fi and uh, hack and slash, and I got a beautiful crafting system, working vehicle and uh, guns and grenades, explosives, all kind of stuff, and it has thousands of quests for you to uh, play with. So check it out if uh, online multi-user dungeon is your type of game. And if you have any questions, comments, or uh, 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 sponsorship related stuff you want me to know, Email them to johnnytiger at shaw.ca. That's johnnytiger at shaw.ca. You can find me on johnnytiger.com or as Johnny Tai or Johnny Tiger on YouTube. I'm also on Reddit and Facebook. Or you can Google Johnny Tai in quotation marks in addition with keywords such as martial art and or self-defense. Thank you for being here with us. I will see you guys in episode 12, which will be very exciting indeed because we got another cool interview coming up.